Welcome to the Bonus Moms Podcast. We're your hosts, Ellie and Jamie. Join us as we talk about navigating life in a blended family. We're glad you're here because we're all better together. Hi, Bonus Mom friends. Quick disclaimer before we get started with today's episode. The opinions expressed during this podcast are conversational in nature and expressed only for informational purposes. Not all of the facts will be correct, but we attempt to be as accurate as possible. Bonus Moms holds no liability over the conversations on this podcast, and by using this podcast, you understand that it is solely for entertainment purposes. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. Hi, Bonus Mom friends. Welcome to today's episode of the Bonus Moms podcast. We have guest Courtney with us today. Thanks, Courtney, for joining us. We're so excited to have this conversation with you today. So um, before we get started with questions, go ahead and tell our audience a little bit about yourself personally, professionally, or whatever it is you want to share. Sure. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, My name is Courtney. I used to be a school teacher Um, And now I am a big OnlyFans model. I'm in the media a lot. But on a personal life, um, I'm married, been with my husband for almost 13 years. We have two kids together and he has two kids from two different baby mamas. Um, And so I am the bonus mom to two wonderful, wonderful girls. They are um, adults now, but I've been with them for 13 years. All right, Jamie, here's your key phrase. Wow. I always say wow after everybody's because that always makes me so speechless, except for the word wow. Yes. Okay. So was your husband, was he married before to these, both of these bio moms? Just, he was married to one of them. Um, One was a high school sweetheart and then they had a, a little one and then he was married to the second one's mom. Gotcha. Okay. Wow. And then your boys, how old are they? They are 10 and 11 now. Yeah. So you are one of the lucky bonus moms who gets to deal with not one, but two baby mamas. Oh, you're so lucky. <laughs> and how old were your kids um, when they when you came into their life? The, they I'm sorry, were, the bonus kids. They were eight and nine when I came around, which honestly, I was like, this is a pretty good age. It can be it can go either way. Right. Like I had I was a step kid and I had a few different bonus moms. Um, and a few different bonus dads. And I honestly, it was a really difficult experience for me. And so I didn't feel like I knew a lot going into being, I guess, a stepmom. Um, and to be honest, it was one of my things that I did not want to do. I was like, you know what I will not take on being a stepmom because I experienced that myself and I am not going to do that. But obviously like I fell in love and I was like, I felt, then I met the kids and I fell in love with the kids. And I was like, well, if I'm going to take anything. I don't have a lot of skills or knowledge on being a stepmom, but what I do know is doing the opposite of what I experienced, which when I experienced was that my stepmom always was in like competition with my with my mom and wanted me to call her mom and wanted to essentially like replace my mom was like the energy and it was very traumatic for me because I was like I love both of you and I enjoy both of you, but um, it's starting to cause a lot of problems. And so it was, it was a very traumatic experience. So I was like, if I learned anything, I'm just going to come in. I am not here to replace your mom. I'm here to love you, support you, be an addition to. And that has always worked really great for me and with our girls. Mm-hmm. If anything, you learned not what to do. And I can see how that would be super scary 
being like, no, this is this is how you're supposed to be as a bonus mom. That's scary. And I will never be that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And then you had on top of that, you know, you had um, girl bonus kids, too, which is challenging in and of itself. Um, yeah. And then the ages, I mean, they're, you know, at ages eight and nine, when you came into their life, they're really starting to get, you know, so close to puberty and the hormones and the attitudes and the the boys and the makeup and just everything else. And that is that can be a tough age to come into, um, especially if there's already like a high conflict bio mom in the situation and things like that. So, um, yeah, kudos to you for, boy, sticking through the hard years. <laughs> with, with Honestly, though. I was super blessed because they were not difficult at all. Um, and I think because I always came from the energy and the approach of like, I'm just here to love you. I'm here to nurture you. I'm here to have a good time with you. Not here to replace. I never once. And we went through some difficult times with their bio moms that I was like, I will never, ever say a bad thing about her, no matter what I'm dealing with or we're experiencing or like my own frustrations. I was like, I will never should say something, display something, be petty. And don't get me wrong. I'm not above being petty. There's part <laughs> of me that wants to be petty. Um, but I was like, that's not a win for the kid. And like, I'm just here to love you. And because I think I came from that, the girls were always very loving and nurturing to me. And obviously my husband was really great as being a parent to them and, and holding such a loving environment and safe space that like, it was truly the best. So did bio dad and the moms get along for the most part? So it was kind of easy for all of you guys to like have like a relationship? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the girl's moms, it was, it was good. It was fine. I wouldn't say it was like, we were like going to get nails done, but we could, we could co-parent, right? Like we could be in the same room together and it was fine. The other one wanted absolutely nothing to do with me, threatened to like fight me if I came to like school events with the child, like um, just was very not accepting of me. And it, it made it difficult to start because I want to, I love to be involved. I want to be at everything. Um, partially my trauma because I was like, I, I don't want to miss a single thing. And I also, as a parent, like, I'm like, I want to be there and experience that with you. And so it caused some friction because I was like, I'm not trying to create a fight or like hostile environments. And so I laid low for like years and was just like, I love you. Have an amazing concert. And I will not be there just so that because it, it what it comes down to is it's what's best for the child. It's not about my desire to be there is like, what's going to create an atmosphere for her that she feels safe and comfortable and loved. Not something where I'm like, I'm going to fight your mom. I'm going to fight your mom at this concert so I can be there. Right. And so it was like putting some of that kind of that competition side of me or that des my desires aside to what's best for the child. So was that bio mom, was she the first one or the second one? Second. Oh, interesting. I was going to say if she was the first one, was she high conflict then with the second one, you know, but it's flip flop, it's flip flopped. So yeah, it's really interesting because these girls are both a year apart too. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, okay, hold on. I have, a, year, yeah. I have okay. another question. Were the, so then like the first two bio moms before you, did they butt heads too? They did until they do 
to some extent. And then I kind of came around and then they kind of linked up a little bit, but also still kind of butt ahead. There it was there was never like this coercive like team against me. But yeah, there's always kind of been a little like everyone could kind of co-parent, but but not be in yeah. the same room because you might get into a fight. Okay. <laughs> you know, it took, it took a while and I really struggled with it. And it was frustrating to me at times. Um, and Nick and I talked about it a lot and he was great. Like I really trusted him to handle, like I would voice how like I felt about things, my frustrations. And then I had a lot of trust in him to be able to like either communicate, have conversations with her, with the kids, whatever. And then I started working with a life coach and I was like, this is so frustrating for me. Like, I don't know. Like, I was like, there has to be a better way because it's been many, many years by this point. And she was my life coach was like, I really want you to sit down and write down all the reasons you hate her. And then after that, I want you to write down all the reasons you love her as a mom. And I was like, oh my God. So I did it. So I sat down and I wrote down all the reasons I hate her. And let me tell you, they flowed freely. <laughs> that was a long list, huh? It was easy and to come I, up it, with. <laughs> and to be honest, it was also shocking to me because I nitpicked every little thing that I would probably not care about with somebody else. Like it was to the point where I was like, I don't, I don't like the way you drive your car. I don't like the paint color you picked for your car, like stupid stuff, you know, like that's a little exaggeration, but I'm talking about like, when you get frustrated with somebody, you pick out every little thing that they do. And you're like, God, I, I can't stand that about you. And then came to the part where I was like, I need to write down all the reasons I love this woman as a human, as a mom. And that obviously came tougher, but I actually found that I started to have more compassion for her. And that I was like, wow, like, I really see how she's been able to show up as a mom, despite her own trauma, despite what she's experienced, despite her fears, despite whatever she was. And I was actually able to like flip the energy from I can't fucking stand this person to like, I actually understand you. And I was able to move the spectrum. And I think that's the most important thing for people to do is move from like, I can't stand you to even maybe a neutral spot where I'm like, I don't necessarily love this person or enjoy this person, but I don't hate you. And I can be in neutral to where like literally a couple months after that, I started doing that and like practicing, sending her love every day, seeing in her in love, seeing all the great things that she did. Uh, I needed to meet her to like drop the child off. And she was going through something mentally and I was able to be there to support her. Shocking. <laughs> From the person who wanted to get physical with me at a school concert to somebody who could lean on me to be mental support. That's a huge difference. And I really think it's because of the like work that I did to like release her essentially. And, and how do you mean like re release her? So what part did she take in to your healing? Because it didn't matter how she showed up. Like she could have been like bringing the child flowers and like totally loving her. And I would have been like, why'd you get her those flowers? Those fucking suck. You know, like there was no way for her to win in my world. It didn't matter. And so for me to be able to see the judgments, release them and then give her the opportunity to like actually win, not only she was already winning in her daughters, but to like win in my world too. Like it didn't have the judgment. Like 
if you show up to somebody and you know that they already don't like you, you're like, well, what, what's the point? And if you're like me, like I mess up, if I feel like there's pressure or I'm not doing a good job, like I fumble. And so I was like, I think that it actually gave her the opportunity to just know that I wasn't judging her anymore. Yeah. And it gave you, I never told her this. This wasn't like an actual conversation. <laughs> Maybe she listens to this. I mean, she might I mean, be she's listening. Not a bonus mom. Yeah. But... Might be listening. <laughs> but it also gave you the opportunity to release that for yourself too, and you no ah. longer had to carry around the the heaviness and that weight of the judgment and being like, um, "Why did you pick a red car over a white car? Like yeah. you must be stupid," you know, things like that. <laughs> and, um, yeah. and like you said, it's a little exaggerated of an example, but it is. It's so true because, um, so it, and and you know like, so Jamie and I are also both bio moms too, in addition to bonus moms. And I think it probably goes both ways, right? Like you're looking at bio mom in this light, but as a bio mom, we might've been looking at you in that light too. Right. So, um, yeah, it's, it it definitely goes both ways. Mm -hmm. I agree. Totally. Yeah. Um, Oh no, I I was just going to say it was honestly life changing. If I had any wish for myself, I wish I would have been able to do that work sooner for my own sake. Obviously, that's been a huge transformation for all of us. But like, just to be able to release myself and that energy of like, frustration and anger, like, that's everything. Mm-hmm. Well, and they always say like, you obviously can't control the people you can't control the bio mom. So just do the work for yourself. And at least you can yeah. heal in yourself and you can you're, you're in this life and right. doing this. Yeah. You might as well just. Yeah. yeah. And how much time do you get back? Not stress and not in stress, not in anger, not in frustration. And then w- even if you're loving and amazing towards the child, there's still like that, like energy within you that like you can show up and you're like, I'm free of that. And I can genuinely ask my daughter's questions about their moms from a place of love not because I felt like I needed to and because I cared for the child, but like genuinely, like I care about you and your mom. And, and I just love that you just said your daughters. You didn't say your stepdaughters. Do you no, say that a lot? I do. My only reason I ever say stepdaughters is because like people are like, how many kids do you have? And I'll be like four. And they're like, you won't look old enough to have four <laughs> kids or of the body. And so sometimes I'm like, just to cut out the talk of it, I'm like, I have two stepkids too, right? Like, but no, they are, they are my kids. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. We're kind of sort of going to switch gears a little bit, but it also pulls in the topic of judgment. So, um, I mean, anybody can Google your name and a lot of things come up. Um, so if you careful, be careful, it's not safe content to Google. (laughs) Yeah. If you have like a work phone right now, don't use your work phone. Don't use your work phone or your work laptop. Yeah. This is not safe for work content. guys. So anyway, um, I say that because like, tell us a little bit about your journey from like being a school teacher. Now you're a very public figure, um, with not safe for work content on the internet. Right. So as a stepmom in general, we get judged a lot. Like we were just talking about with you. So now you're a stepmom, you've got two baby mamas to deal with, and now you're an OnlyFans star. So like, how do you deal with that level of judgment that I mean, I don't know, obviously, if it came from the bio moms or just, you know, judgment in general from society. So kind of take us through your little life story with all of that. Okay. Yeah. So I, I was a school teacher for six years and I found myself just like anxious, depressed, pretty miserable. 
Um, and it was just starting to have like a huge impact on every area of my life. Like, like you would, if you're depressed and anxious, like there's not one area that's not impacted by that. And my husband came to me one day and he was like, this isn't going to continue to work. Like everything's kind of like not in a good place. And so he was like, if you could do anything all day, what would you do? And I was so disconnected from myself that I was like, I guess I would go to the gym because I have no idea what I like or what I would do for a career. Um, and so he was like, great, quit your job and go to the gym. And I started doing that, started doing personal training and that like, wasn't fully my thing. Um, and then I started doing life coaching and I loved that, but I was like, it's, there's still more for me. And while I was teaching, I had started doing modeling. I started doing like bodybuilding shows and my husband started taking my pictures and post progress pics. And, and that started, um, two years before I quit teaching. And then I started just like doing more and more and more of that and did one, my first ever professional photo shoot, the photographer, I really trusted him. And he was like, do you want to do like a nude photo shoot? And I was like, I really do actually. And it was such a healing experience for me because I was like, I grew up super religious and I was like, I was told that this is so shameful and so wrong. And I was like, but I feel the most connected to myself than ever. And I feel so free. Um, and I was like, I really, really love this. So I had all this content that I couldn't post on social media and not necessarily all nude, but like maybe laundry or little bikinis, whatever. And so in 2019, I was like, I'm going to join OnlyFans and maybe like I can make like 500 bucks. Like that'd be dope. Like who doesn't want an extra 500 bucks? <laughs> um, Boy, did and- you have no idea what was in store <laughs> for your bank account at that point? <laughs> I had no idea. And so my first month ever, I made 1500 bucks and I was like, well, shit, this is great. Um, and then in 2021, the first article came out about me being a former school teacher turned OnlyFans, and it has been a wildfire ever since. Um, the media loves me, and I love the media, and so we we <laughs> I do a ton of that, and it's it's great. So where do the bio moms come into this whole thing? <laughs> yeah, oh, that's the part, right? That's what everyone wants to know. So one part, two things about it. I used to be a school teacher at the school that my kids went to. So that's always an interesting piece, right? Cause you're like this, like hot little mom and you're a teacher at the school where the kids go to. And so I was, I've always been super respectful of their privacy, their desires, what they want and don't want. And so from that moment, and that was before I'd really, I had zero fame. Um, I was like, listen, we, I can pretend like you don't know me whatsoever. We can, I will pass by you and pretend like, I don't know who you are, but it's up to your level of comfort. And they'd always introduce me to people and like wave to me when I walk in classes. And so, but there was like, their teachers would watch my Instagram and their friends would be like, that's your stepmom. Um, and so like, there's always been some of that, that they've like, they've gotten comfortable with and like kind of grow up with their moms when I started posting sexy content there was a little pushback because it was like what are what is she posting what's the example she's setting like why does she have to why does she why can't she put her clothes on um and it was just like this is who I am this is how I express myself like I never post or share the girls um I don't tag them for their personal requests like we've been on Dr. Phil we've been on tons of different TV shows and I always ask them if you would like to be a part of it you can you absolutely do not have to and they've declined with all of them and that's that's their right um and so I always 
do everything at their comfort level. What feels good to them, what they want to be kept, what do they want to be a part of, what do they want to kept be kept out of. And so I think there's always been that respect. And because I express myself, it's actually given the bio moms permission to express themselves in the way that they feel comfortable. Now they are not on OnlyFans, but they they are more comfort comfortable in their bodies and posting pictures that they feel good about and taking sexy photos that they love. And I feel like I was a part of that because I feel like they were like, well, I want to feel good in my body too. I want to feel confident in myself. And so they're on their own journey with that. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. So Jamie, um, when we're finished with this episode, we're going to go quit our jobs and, uh, you take my photos. I'll take your photos. And there we go. I'm talking, I have a training course that that's out. Yeah, seriously. Ooh. I mean, we need to hit the gym first. We got to follow her footsteps. I'm telling you, don't. I'm telling you, you there's a market for everyone. There, you can kill it no matter your age, your body, anything. Like you can kill it on there. I mean, Jamie and I do have really nice feet. <laughs> no, my friend literally just paid for her own music video, and it was twenty thousand dollars for by selling feet pics. Stop it! All right, screw the podcast. Yeah. Only fans. Yep. Sorry. This is going to be oh, our man. very it's last episode. Um, <laughs> I love it. Wow. So I'm curious, like, how is your relationship with the bio moms now, now that you are so out there um, yeah. without you clothes, know, <laughs> that whole situation now? You know, to be honest, they're very supportive. Like the, the first one, like we've gone to Disneyland together. We've gone to like the drive-in movies when my husband's not even there. Um, which sometimes I'm like, this is shocking because like from where we came up to where we are now, but through a decade, they've known and witnessed. I've always just been there to love their child. I am not here to replace you. I've never bashed you in over a decade. And me making a lot of money means that I get to do amazing things with the kids. Right. So Mm -hmm. like who's, who's not winning from this. And I've always respected their privacy. So there's really nothing to be upset about. Also, the oldest one actually works for us. She does all my like website stuff um, because I do life coaching still. So I have digital programs and I have an OnlyFans training course that was in TMZ. And so she's the one who runs the back end of all of that, that stuff. So, that is so cool. Well, yeah. I was thinking too, like you're, you're raising these girls and they're watching you with all this confidence, all this like self-love and all this stuff. And that's rubbing onto them as well. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's my biggest thing. You don't need to, if you only fans is your desire. Amazing. And people always throw this out. There's like a gotcha question. Like what if your girls come to you because they're of age to do only fans. And I was like, amazing. I'm going to help them to do it the right way in a way that feels good to them. That excites them that like cut out the like learning curve that maybe that I went through and many others go through. Like do it if that's what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to be like, oh, it's okay for me, but not okay for you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, and also you're not using it as in like, everybody come have sex with me. You're doing it for oh. yourself and your pleasure and your hobby. Mm-hmm. It's like, and it's every step of the way has been very intentional. Like, it's not like I was like, well, I guess I got to do this to make some money. Like every step of the way has been very intentional. Does this feel good? Is this something I desire? If it doesn't feel good to me, I'm not doing it. Um, And so like my kids have witnessed me love myself, take care of myself, express myself. They've witnessed me be hated by the world and to be, we're okay. 
like I'm okay. Like we're all okay. And it's okay to continue to be yourself, even though maybe people don't understand you. And I love that so much. And why I I love the word that you just used intentional too, because it, it brought me back to a minute ago when you were talking about all the work that you had to do, you know, internally in order to see the bio mom in a different light. Right. And it's, it all, it always makes me wonder, and I'm sure you probably thought about this a time or two where, where your career would have taken you today, had you not made those lists about bio mom. Right. And like released that judgment and everything else that you had inside towards her. And you might not be where you are today or like, you know what I mean? Like it's crazy to think that that little piece of work and it wasn't little. I know that. But like choosing to do that work has really just like you said, intentional choices. And I think that's amazing it frees you, right? Like, it's not like you just have like the, the bio mom in prison and you're just having a free life. No, like you're the guard, you're there with them. And I know people have used that before, but it's so true because you're, you're literally stuck with them in the misery. Um, and so the, the sooner that you can move through that and see them from a place of love and don't get me wrong, there's still things that frustrate me, that irritate me that, and as soon as like they come up, Nick and I talk about it. I'm like, oh, like they're adults, but there's still things I'm like, really? Like, and so we communicate it, we work through it so that everyone can move to a place of love faster. Mm-hmm. And it also sounds like you and your husband have a great relationship. We do. Everything is open communication, which is how it should be. Has it always been like that? No, because we didn't have the, I mean, we've had open communication, but I wouldn't say that we had the tools to necessarily like communicate. Like I had trauma around communication. So my technique was like, let's shut down and not say anything, um, which is not a good tool. Um, And then I was like, I don't even know what I'm feeling or I don't know what I am frustrated with. So it's like beginning to really work on those, those tools and skills of like, I'm frustrated about this or, um, Sometimes I even preface it with like, I know this is so crazy or this is so silly that I'm like frustrated by this, but here it is. And like, I, I communi- communicated something to Nick yesterday and I was like, this is so silly, but I just need to get it out because like, I just need to get it out. And he was like, do you need anything? And I was like, nope, I feel a million times better. It's just out of my system. Yeah. So nice. like just even having that space where you can just be like, just need to say it. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of people don't have that with their partner and they reach yeah. out to their friends. And obviously that just the lack of communication with your partner. I mean, yeah. that, that, go ahead. I was just going to say my big thing too, is because I have a friend who's newly in a um, bonus mom relationship. Ooh, let's have her on the show. No, <laughs> <just kidding. laughs> um, And so for her and I, it was like, let's get out the things, but it not be a bitch fest. And that's what I don't want it to be because that doesn't actually solve anything either. Like we'd be like, I'm going through this. She's like, I'm going through this. This is my frustration. I'm like, this is mine. And then we'd move into like a place of love of like, I'm so grateful to be able to be a bonus mom to these great kids. And like moving back into like a loving place, not getting stuck in the bitching. Mm -hmm. And I think that takes like counseling, therapy, you know, all these types of help because you can't do it on your own. I mean, some people may be just so lucky that they can, but majority of us, 
we sit and we dwell in that and we talk about it and we talk about it and we talk about it until we're like so angry and then we want nothing to do with that person. But honestly, our, you know, our bonus moms Instagram page and even our podcast has really helped me and Jamie get to the place that you just described too, right? Um, That it's not just a constant bitch fest. It's that, yes, we're both saying how we feel um, going through the experiences that are part of our life on that given day. Um, but then at the same time, we're like, oh, but remember this DM we got from so-and-so? And like, I'm or really thankful like that's our, not us. <laughs> our guests that we have, we refer yes. back to you guys so many times because we're like, remember when she said this? And it, my mind just like is constantly going with all yeah. the advice we get from you guys constantly. And then yeah. we find ourselves saying, um, I never thought I'd say this, but I'm really grateful for the bio mom in my life right now. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. You can move into a place of love and you're like, man, actually got it pretty good over here (laughs) yeah um yeah no no I totally get it and it and it's not I always thought too when I was in I'm like well once they get to 18 no it never ends like it's never like you're just like oh that's it for me like so like constantly moving through it the frustrations of it and keep it keeping it back to love Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. we hear that a lot that just because they're 18 doesn't mean it's over so I think that that's great advice that you received writing down the uh the positives about the bio mom and then the negatives about the bio mom and kind of releasing it all that way. Yeah. Honestly, that was life-changing for me. Is that kind of what you help your clients through the life coaching now? Is that a a big piece of advice that you give them? Yeah. A huge piece of it is like being able to move through the trauma of it. Right. Um, and to move into a place, like I said, of love, but also understanding and understanding your own trauma. So for me, like, what was my trauma that I experienced as a kid with being a child of step parents, right? Like neglect, abuse, like different things like that. And where do I potentially bring that into them? Right. So like being able to work through those different things. Yeah. yeah. It's a big component. Does it, do you ever, or did you experience this with your own you know, experience of, of the lists and the work and all that kind of stuff? Or do you have clients who ever say like, it feels scary to do this work, right? Because it's almost like, yeah, it's a sense (laughs) of, it's a sense of letting go. And it's almost a sense of like, um, like part of our, what kind of helps our anxiety as a, as a bonus mom is trying to be in control of something. Right. And so to release all of that, I would imagine feels terrifying. Yeah, there's a reason people don't just go and do it because it is scary and it brings up more things, right? So you're like, oh, if I release, if I release bio mom, then it brings up my own stepmom, which then brings in my dad, right? And then you're like, oh my God, like this is so much. That's why having a therapist or somebody who can walk you through it is really important. Um, but yeah, there is a lot of fear that goes into it because it brings up like, how does this then change my life? Does this then change my marriage? Does it change my relationships with the kids? Does it change my control? Does it change my career? Like everything is kind of stacked together. And so when you start to look at releasing one area, it definitely brings in a lot of fear of like, what does this mean for everything else? And you are a beautiful and perfect example of all that because the answer to those questions, is it going to change this and this and this for your life is yes. Yes. So, and you know, look how much of a positive impact all of that has had for you. Yeah. And, and our mind always wants to go, it's going to change it for the worse. Right. And I always use the example. Remember when you'd come to school and you'd see that the teachers had moved your desks and you're like, oh no. And it's like, it's that like anxiety and fear. 
but for me, never, my life has changed so much, but never one time has it been for the worst. Like it just keeps getting better and better and better. So again, still have a therapist, but like from the other side, now I do that same exercise for like anybody else that I'm like, I feel frustrated with you, or I feel angry at you, or I have resentment towards you because I know that like it gets to move things along. And even though like, for example, like my dad, I'll have no relationship with him, but I can at least release myself from it. So, yeah. Okay. Wow. That's <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's tagline. <laughs> it's just crazy. Like I'm soaking all this in. Like I'm just thinking how much you and I are so much alike. Like everything you're saying, I'm like, hmm. huh. and I'm not going to lie. You guys actually kind of look alike too. My body looks just like yours. <laughs> yeah, she actually used to out. train me, or yeah, train me. I did. Me to work out. I did yeah. a, sometimes, yeah. Yeah, yeah I suppose we didn't really. Did we mention that in the beginning? I don't think we did. That you no, two, you so. two know each other because um, Courtney and Jamie's husband know each other. So um, from a long time ago when you guys were working at the school. So oh, cool connection. Yeah, but no, I'm I'm not kidding. You guys look alike. Thank you. I'm going to say thank you because that's a compliment. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, all right. I think we have one last topic to touch on. So yeah, take it um, away. So confidence. Okay. So we get a lot of DMs in our Instagram about these bonus moms feeling very insecure about the bio moms in their lives and the way they dress and the things that they do in their life. And they know ultimately that the, the dad that they're with was with this bio or yeah, bio mom. So they're like, is this this something that he likes? Like, does he like when I, when she dresses up and, you know, comes in heels and a swimsuit at the door or like half dress (laughs) or like in a white shirt and no bra, like I'm laughing because it happens. (laughs) Yeah. It it literally happens every day. We hear this. Um, so what is something, you know, professionally or personally that you could give advice for to help us bonus moms gain this confidence to know that this bio dad is with you and chose you. Okay. First I would say having very open communication with your partner is really important. So it doesn't matter how hot you are, how amazing you are, um, how brilliant you are. Like we all as human beings have insecurities. And so the more that we can just own that and communicate that is the best. So like I've, People would probably look at me and be like, oh, you're so hot and beautiful, like OnlyFans star. I have my own insecurities too. And I had those too with my husband's exes. And so being able to communicate, like, I know this is silly. I know we're together. I know you've chosen me. I know we've been together for 13 years. But there's a part of me that still feels insecure because obviously you have a history. Obviously you love this person. Obviously there's attraction there that like I'm feeling like I need some reassurance. And I'm telling you, great partners will give you that. And like my husband will reassure me still to this day. Like I'm like, oh, I'm feeling like I'm feeling insecure about this or I'm feeling nervous about this. And it's great with bio moms, but it's also great in everyday life. Like, oh, you have that coworker and she's stunning and she's beautiful. And I know we have something great. And I know like it's probably silly, but I'm just want to vocalize that. So one communication is so important Two, allow yourself to feel comfortable and confident. What allows you to feel good about yourself when you show up to things? So like for me, hair and makeup always done. 
because that's how I feel best about myself. People are like, you go to the gym with makeup on. Yeah. Cause I feel good. And the paparazzi's outside. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but allowing yourself to feel good about yourself, that, that, that you could compare yourself to other people all day long. I could do that all day long. But like, what allows me to feel good? Is it like you wear you wearing that shirt, white shirt with no bra on? <laughs> Whatever it is, like allow yourself to feel good about yourself. When I feel good about myself and I show up to events where bio moms are there or other people that maybe I feel would typically feel insecure about, but I feel good, like it doesn't have an impact on me because I'm like, I feel great about myself, right? And so allowing yourself to get in touch with yourself and build that confidence with yourself so that you're more of an untouchable force. Oh, I love that. Untouchable force. Jamie, let's be untouchable forces. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's thing is different too. Like what allows you to feel confident? Like, is it clothes, is it hair? Is it makeup? Is it like a crop top? Everyone's thing is different, but like allowing yourself to be that. I, Nick and I always say depression finds you real fast in your sweatpants. Um, <laughs> no wonder I'm so depressed. I was that's just going to say wear. that's pretty much all we wear is leggings, <laughs> leggings and sweatpants yeah. and no makeup. I, don't get me wrong. I am always in leggings, Yeah, but I'm like, it's still form fitting. And I feel good about that. Once yeah. it starts to get like baggy, I'm like, oh, I feel frumpy in myself. Yeah. Right. Oh. Right. And I think a lot of it has to do with, um, personality too. Like, yeah, you're the hottest thing ever, but your personality can make you ugly. So maybe these, you know, I mean, sorry, I'm going to say it, (laughs) but yeah, this bio mom might be the most beautiful, hottest thing, but they're not together for a reason. And it's probably because she's a bitch or maybe she cheated, maybe she cheated on you, you know, like the personality has a lot. And that's like what we hear too. Like when when we do talk to bio dads, sometimes they come on when we're interviewing and they're like, yeah do you know what kind of personality she has? Mm -hmm. She doesn't, you know, so like, that's the type of, yeah, like you said, the communication, that's like some of the reassurance also. Yeah. I think that that's everything. Cause if you have that, then you can also walk into it and you're like, I know I'm, I'm safe. And if you're safe, like you're solid. Mm -hmm. Well, and then not only do you yourself become an untouchable force, but now your relationship is too. And when you feel that way about your relationship, that like, no matter what she shows up in today or whatever she's doing, like, you know that you and BioDad together are the untouchable force because you've got the reassurance, because you have the open communication. So it all ties together. Yeah, it does. And when a feminine being feels safe in her relationship, she's just like free to soar. Like then you can create, you can be that powerful force. And so that's everything. Oh, I love I this. Love that, that just gave me chills. I know. I love too. this. <laughs> that last <laughs> phrase. Wow. Well, maybe that's a good phrase to end on. Then. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is amazing, Courtney. Thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. I mean, I know it's probably, uh, well, we did get one exclusive from you, right? Something that you hadn't shared before about the <laughs> your bio mom story, um, a little bit about that before. But um, yeah, no, this was excellent advice. And um, everybody has something they can take away from this today, whether it has to do with their own healing journey, um, becoming free, or maybe signing up for your own fans training course. Never know. (laughs) Okay, Courtney, tell our listeners where they can find you online, social media, OnlyFans, whatever you want to tell us. Um, My Instagram is the Courtney Tillia, but my website is Courtney Tillia and you'll be able to find all everything is there. 
Love it. All right. And as always, we will post your contact information in the show notes of the episode so our listeners can find you wherever they want. And we won't judge. Don't worry if you're going to go to our OnlyFans. That's perfectly fine. We love it. (laughs) All right. Thanks again, friends. Um, Remember to subscribe and follow us and leave us a review on your favorite streaming platform. And as always, follow us on Instagram at bonus underscore moms, where we're all better together. Thank you.